Well, hey, everybody, I'm Kurt. I'm Liza. And this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, it's so fun to be here today. Um, how are you doing, Kurt? I'm I doing hear uh, there's new exciting things in your life. Oh, such as? Oh, moving. Yes. Yes, we are. We we are moving this week. We are packing up our house that we've lived in for 22 years. Wow. So when you think about parent skills and all that, we've raised, we have two adult children and we raised our kids in that house. Wow. Like they were three and one when we bought that house. And really funny, quick story. Um, I was with my father-in-law yesterday and we've had this ongoing kind of side yard drainage issue for mm-hmm. years and years and years. You know, that it drains out to the curb, you know, a little hole in the curb and, you know. Yes. And every time it rains and all that, it just never quite drains quite right. And so we wanted to make sure that that was in good order before we left the house. And so my father and I were out there with this. Have you ever seen producer Jeremy in the house, by the way? Jeremy, Hello. Yes. See you. Husband Jeremy. <laughs> friend yes. Jeremy. Just Jeremy. Um, but have you ever seen those big like plumber snakes? They're these yes. these long coily things. They're like fifty feet long. We just and you had crank one at our there. house last week. But yeah, <laughs> I I had never used one. They're amazing. My father in law was showing me how to use it, and we kept get we were trying to snake out this drain area, and we kept getting hung up on something. We're like, okay, there's something blocking it. Something blocking it. So, and finally, out of the drain in the curb comes a little like the size of my fist. So barely fit in that drain, like little plastic Tonka truck type of thing <laughs> that my now 24 year old son must have put somehow into our drain system when he was That's so three. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, but I had this moment of like, That's so it, sweet. like it was just a sadness oh. of we've lived in this house since my 24 year old son was young it's enough to put his little trucks. Tonka truck in the drain. So that's cute. Yeah, it's exciting times, but sad. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And my my wife and he last night just had this wonderfully deep kind of. He's at a really awesome kind of crossroads of life season, and they just had this this wonderful conversation that I wasn't a part of, unfortunately. Um, but she, of course, shared it all with me, and it was it was really good. Which, yes, is what we're going to talk about today. Beautiful. We're going to talk about having. I wouldn't call their conversation last night a crucial conversation. But it was a, it was an important one yeah. for, for the season of his life. Um, but we're going to talk about today for parents is how to. Well, we're actually doing two parts. Yes. Crucial conversations part one today. And crucial p- conversations part two next, next week. week. Yep. Part one is Liza. We're just going to share. You know, you've got four younger kids getting older and older, but still yeah, younger. Yeah. I've got two grown adult children, and we're going to talk about what are some conversations that you've just got to have with your kids. Yep. They might be awkward. They might be, um, really deep and profound. They might not feel natural, but what, and and we're each going to share a couple. Um, and there's way more than four, but our goal at this podcast is to keep it pretty short and simple to listen to. Um, and we're going to share each of us a couple crucial conversations that we think every parent should have with their children. And then next week, crucial conversations, part two will be, how do you get conversations started? How to get your kids talking so that yes. you can have crucial conversations? Yeah. That's next week. This Perfect. week, Crucial Conversations Part 1, and we'll be right back.
Well, I love it, Kirk, because I think definitely we want to address first, like, what do you talk about, right? There's only 10 million conversations you could, should have with your kids. And I'm sure that's the beautiful thing about your move, right? As I'm sure you've had a lot of them over those 22 years oh, at gosh, that yeah. house. Yeah, so. we built a fire pit when the kids were, I don't know, entering junior high, somewhere in there. And so many conversations around that fire pit. I love it. Was it was kind of like the, hey, what we talked about around the fire pit stays the fire pit. This is a, a safe sacred place. spot. Yeah. yeah and, and, but you're right. I mean, lots and lots and lots of conversations. Yeah. Well, I think one of them for sure, and not just because we work at a church and do ministry, but I think it's obviously having a talk about your child's spiritual beliefs. You know, for our kids, it's it's firming up that foundation and giving them that John 316 principle of that they understand that God so loved the world, that he gave his life for um, them and what that looks like to accept Christ. But even down the road, it's still having those spiritual conversations, not presuming that, oh, just because they go to church, just because they're in a small group, just because they serve means that they love Jesus. They may have those times where they're questioning and we want to have those conversations. We don't want to, they may be scary. They may be uncomfortable, especially as a church leader to feel like, oh gosh, I don't want to talk to my kid about this. They, they just have to be a Christian because that's what we've raised them in. But I think having those conversations is definitely something to talk about, whether it is introducing them to Jesus or seeing where they are along the road yeah. for sure. Well, I, I love that for, you know, infinite reasons, Liza. But one is I think parents, as, as, as times have changed, it's become more and more important for parents to have those, those kind of conversations. Totally. Um, back in the day, way back in the day. So I'm going way back, you know, I guess maybe when I was a kid and earlier culture in general reflected a lot of the same values that the church reflected, mm -hmm. maybe not for the exact same reasons, but they kind of reflected. And so in some ways society was kind of raising our kids in a way that most Christian yeah. parents felt with. comfortable with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and as times have changed, that's no longer the case. It, it's totally. less and less more likely that all the competing values out there line up with, with our Christian values. And so for parents to be talking to their kids about faith in Jesus, mm -hmm. what it means to really be a follower of Jesus, what it means to be in the world, but not of the world, right? All those yes. conversations. Um, well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad you started with that. I would say there isn't a more important conversation that we need to be having with our kids. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not a one and done. Totally. It's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. And it looks mm -hmm. different as kids get older, right? Um, yes. and, and that's the beauty of it. Those long-term ongoing conversations, they get to morph and change but if your kids are comfortable talking about it early on and they know that's just part of the conversation our family has, yeah, then it will become more naturally part of the conversation as they get older and the, and the topics or the ramifications get a little bit more serious. Um, it'll just be more and more natural for them. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, like you said, there's no, that's why we exist as Saddleback parents, right? Is to help parents win and raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus. Right. That's the beginning right. part. Yeah, so exactly. can't do that if we're not talking yep. about it. I got you. What else? Another conversation. <laughs> well, I kind of cheated. It's not really like a singular. It's, I just put just to have the hot topic, tough stuff conversations. Mm. Because I get it that, that I is a, that is a I'm already cringy thinking about all the tops topics we don't want to talk about. Our oldest is ten, and so it's 
easy to think, oh, one day we'll talk about it. But we've already started to talk with him about sex and all of that stuff and the things that I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't even remember if and when my parents talked about that. I definitely don't want to talk about it. It's super awkward. But whether it's something like that, social media, bullying, depression, anxiety, like I know it's cheating. It's a lot of topics under one. But I think it's those conversations that make us a little bit queasy as parents. It's like it's more important that we have those conversations than depending on like what you said, Kurt, the world having it, that their peers like to imagine my kids peers explaining stuff to them is maybe even more sickening to think about than like, oh, if I'm just going to be uncomfortable, I'd rather be uncomfortable than my child comes home with a totally wrong conception of what it is. Do you think it's fair to say for as parents, the Mm -hmm. scarier the topic sounds, the more nervous we are (laughs) to have that conversation, the more important it probably is. Probably. For the most part, I think. And leaning into God that yeah. he's going to give us the words, yeah. but I mean, there's a reason we get, we're nervous about it. There's a reason we have angst because it's awkward or it's serious or, and I think the other one, and this, there's not an easy answer for this, but I hear a lot of parents talk about this is and as a youth pastor and even in kids ministry, we get it from parents of why are you talking about something that my child doesn't even know exists yet? Mm-hmm. So in junior high ministry, we'll mention pornography. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And we'll always get parents say, why are you, why did you mention pornography? My child didn't, doesn't, didn't even know what it was. And I, I think that that's possible. I mm-hmm. think most of the time our kids know way more than we think they know yes. way more than we wish they knew. And they probably know all the wrong stuff about it. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're informed, but they're misinformed on yes. all kinds of how to handle a bully. Yeah. What, what about sex? What about drugs? What about, right? My teacher said this belief system, evolution, and she's so confident, right? They know a little bit, but they don't, they don't have the, the Christian perspective on it. And so I think parents have to be willing to go, okay, I'm not sure if my child, if my child is totally, you know, like engulfed in this. Totally. But I'm going to, I'm going to get on it early. Yeah. Better to be early than late. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Cause you want to, again, kind of like that first topic is just create a space where they're comfortable talking about it as weird as it is that the uncomfortable will somehow become comfortable yeah. and at least you're dialoguing about yeah. it versus, Oh, now it's a secret and nobody wants to talk about it and right. it becomes right. a problem. Awesome. So talk about faith, just, just the gospel, Jesus Christ. Talk about the stuff you don't want to talk about, right? (laughs) Talk about the stuff, the tough stuff. It's a long Um, list. Crucial, crucial long list. Um, I'm going to add my two. Um, I don't think this one's a cheat. And I may not be as convinced about it now as I was. (laughs) Hey, throw it out there. (laughs) But I'm pretty convinced. I think something you have to talk to your kids about are your own family values, Mm -hmm. right? And every family has different sort of, this is the, these are the Gantt family values. These are the Johnston family values, right, Jeremy? Like, yeah, yeah. I even did a two minute tip on in our family, Mm -hmm. like certain values. Yeah. In our family, I say this. Yeah. Well, well, in our, in our family, we always tell the truth. Okay. In Mm -hmm. our family, we take risks. Yeah. In our family, you know, we, we forgive, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got it. We actually have a sign in our, in our entryway that says a lot of these. And those are just one of those things we got at Hobby Lobby, but But a lot Hobby of Lobby it, chose your family know, yeah, values. Exactly. Hobby Lobby. Thanks, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby, easy. you know, yeah. I guess better than yeah. Walmart or Target, I sure. guess. I don't know. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, it, we, we have, we have these values. Um, 
well, in our family, we, we work hard and we play hard. Right. One thing I say to our kids is on that note is I'll say, um, we do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do. Yep. So that's yep. one thing that I always yeah. instill in them. So they know like it. we do I this. I, we I, want them to have fun. Right. I think it's awesome. And I think mm -hmm. if there is a way, so I'll, we had family values and I'm not sure if today I, we had family values and we had what I call like an honorable mention value. And I think my kids today would for sure rattle off the honorable mention. I'm not sure that they would rattle off the family <laughs> value because I'm not sure that we like it's not like every day you drilled it in. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a, they didn't sell my family values at Hobby Lobby's. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and For I didn't make time. my own sign, <laughs> but our family values were, it was really one value. It was be true. And it's mm -hmm. true to Christ, true to others, true to myself. That's great. That's it. Love be, that. be true. Love that. Be true to yeah. Christ. Be true to others. Like be a good, loyal, trustworthy human that people mm -hmm. can count on and then be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know who you are in Jesus. You know what you like and what you don't like. You know what's wrong and right. And don't let anybody take you off of that true north of how God's wired you. Yeah. Um, and then our honorable mention was, I would always talk about, we, we just call it the power of nice. The power of nice and how nice people don't finish last. Nice people win. Nice people make a difference in the world. And, and just how, how you can brighten up somebody's day just by saying a kind word. Love it by doing a kind gesture and we would always it, when we would go out to eat or go driving through the toll road to give somebody a toll i would always say okay guys check this out watch i'm gonna do the power of nice and i would you know and every time you know every time that you do something kind it catches people off guard and it, mm -hmm. um, so parents listening i would encourage you to think through if you're if you're married um, with your spouse if not on your own like what are the values that you say, these are things that I want etched in the minds of my kids. Yeah. We work hard so that we can play hard, right? Um, in our house, we always tell the truth. Whatever, whatever it is, like come up with five or six. If you have 32 family values, you can't remember. <laughs> Might be a little much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but come up with a few and have those conversations with your kids about this is, you know, it's kind of that old, hey, you know, my friends are going fishing in the golf course pond, even though they're not supposed to. And the family says, well, in our house, we don't do that kind of stuff. Right. Like, Oh, what? well, the Johnsons don't do that. Oh, bummer. Right. But you just instill and you have those kind yeah. of conversations. Why don't, well, why don't we? Well, because in the Johnson household, we, we always obey the law or whatever the values are. I'm inventing yes. things at Johnson's. <laughs> I don't think we always obey the law. Um, uh -oh. we, well, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't one of our values. It wasn't <laughs> one of our values. Um, okay. And then my, my, my next one is, <clears throat> the conversation, I think early on of as a follower of Jesus, following Jesus's model of always looking out for the people who need looking out for, mm -hmm. are you looking out for the ones who need looking out for Love the it. marginalized, the outcasts, mm -hmm. the people who are picked on, yeah. overlooked, kind under-resourced, loners, mm -hmm. you know, um, and at the end of the day, maybe it's the conversation of compassion Love it. and looking oh. out for other people more than just yourself and mm -hmm. helping your kids realize that everything they have is God given, that they're blessed to be a blessing, um, whether that's personality, whether that's financial resources your family has, athleticism, all the things that they have, how can they use what they've got? To, to lift up somebody else, especially people who 
really need looking out for. And if you parents, if you can instill that in your kids early on, um, I think it's a really, and that's one of those ones where it's not just a conversation, but you got to model it. Just going to say you have to practice what you preach on that one. (laughs) You have to practice what you preach on that, um, which is always easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good conversation. Yeah, well, it flips what the world does upside down. Right. You know, it's all about me and being the best. And it's like, well, wait, no, it's how do I look out for the the less than. Yep. I have a bumper sticker on my truck that my friend's son made me. Um, And it just says, I hope something good happens to you today. That's all it says. Love it. I hope something good happens (laughs) to you today. I get so many comments on that bumper sticker. People pull up next to me, roll down their window. I love that bumper sticker. Just yesterday, some guy was walking his dog past my house. He goes... (laughs) Dude, I really like what your truck, what your bumper sticker says. Thanks. He's like, yeah, there's just not enough people out there looking out for each other. I'm like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the power of nice, looking out for those who can't look out for themselves, talking to kids about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all stuff that if we can have these kind of conversations, you know, Liza, yeah. we didn't mention the conversation about getting grades. Mm-mm. We didn't mention the conversation about what college they're going what to, what college they're going to go mm-hmm. to or how to, how to have more friends, how to get more friends at school. And those are all conversations that eventually you're going to need to have with your kids. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, I don't think we would, I don't think we would think those are those the crucial are the top ones. Four. Those aren't yeah. the crucial conversations. Mm-hmm. Way more than four, Liza. Yes. Closing thoughts. I mean, I think it's bottom line is having those conversations. They're hard. They're not easy. They are ongoing. But that's the key. And I mean, we would love to partner with you guys and help you with any resources. We have a section on SaddlebackParents.com called Tough Stuff, and it is loaded with all sorts of um, resources, videos, uh, reading, all sorts of things that can help you just with whatever information that you might be doubting on. And we'd love to come alongside you and help you win, especially in these crucial conversations. SaddlebackParents.com. And by the way, if you like this podcast, if you think other parents would benefit from it, Pretty basic, pretty simple stuff, but please hit like, subscribe. You can even comment in the comment section, um, and that will help spread the word about the Parent Skills Podcast, and we will see you next week for part two of Crucial Crucial Conversations. Conversations.